This is the magic of compassion. I'm Little Wu, and today's topic or question is: What is the goal of evolving and living in this material world? Is it to reproduce, keep our species alive, and evolve to a non-physical dimension, or to be more powerful, crushing others, or to be sheep? I know that last part was a little bit cheeky. Uh, thank you for that question. I'm uh, going to approach it by just first prefacing it with the reminder that there's generally two major realms of belief around why we're here. And if you're at all a philosophical person, at some point in your life, uh, maybe as early as you know, childhood, you would have sat and pondered the meaning of your existence. Why are you here? And I'm I'd love to hear some of your thoughts of what were your first answers as a child um, when you first thought that? What were your answers? Uh, a lot of them will be based on witnessing your own life experiences and then kind of coming to a determining answer uh, based on what you've experienced as a child. But, you know, as you keep growing and you start to experience more of life, you keep evolving that answer. And the two major realms of belief involve one is that this is just a mechanical universe, and we probably you probably heard that one where this is everything that happens is random, um, you know, even spontaneous leaps of evolution is just like this crazy uh, journey of just trying to survive. So these beings that just burst into existence and then try to survive and then burst out of existence. So uh, it's a kind of this feeling of randomness, um, spontaneity, um, leaps of evolution that come from survival uh, and just this very mechanical way of being alive on this planet. And so that one is less of a, a, a it's, it's a very pure scientific uh, approach, but there's another level of science and mysticism that talks about the other realm of belief, which is that this is a meaningful universe, that this is a loving universe. And a lot of religions uh, have kind of thought of a being that watches over us, that is loving and kind of like parental uh, or punishing, um, you know, and there's like this code of ethics. So there's like this different realms of thought that try to create meaning um, and either through guiding our behaviors, trying to make us into good people and all these different kinds of realms of thoughts around meaningful universe. And I'd like to kind of share what I look at, how I look at a meaningful universe. Uh, when I first started uh, asking this question in childhood, it was through a very, very dark lens. Uh, you know, I was doing dealing with a lot of isolation. And so during my isolation, I would think about, well, why am I here? Am I here just to live a life of punishment? Am I here to live a life of pure pain? What's the point of all this pain? And so my first initial response was that this, if there is a God, that uh, it's not a merciful God and that it's a punishing, hateful, uh, not definitely not benevolent God. So I had a very uh, dark view of God, if there ever was one in my mind. And I started to feel like this was a meaningless universe. So for a period of time, I was very much an atheist and not just an atheist, but someone who really believed that they were the, the universe was out to get you. <laughs> and so it was actually a little bit personalized. So it's the opposite of a God. It's like, the, the belief in, in a demon or, or a belief in, in, in evil or the belief in meaninglessness that is out to get you. So it's kind of personal. And now as I grew and as I started to feel this other contrasting belief arise in me, this belief in nobleness, 
this belief in our goodness, this unwillingness to let go of enchantment, to not actually let cynicism take hold of me, then this other belief system of, you know, there is meaning, there is an, an incredible intelligence in this universe, there is a higher purpose for my pain and suffering. And that's when I really start to move into the realm of compassion and the study of why we feel compassion, why we care about others. And this this word replaced love for me because love is, is romanticized and is misunderstood. But compassion is, I think, a word that helps us get closer to what our purpose is. And so I talk about, with my students and my clients, I talk about doing a PhD in compassion. And that's not uh, you know, something that you receive from a school or university, but I, I talk about it in a bit of a kind of cheeky way, like we're here to receive a cosmic degree because you're never going to be finished studying compassion, learning about how to be more compassionate. And you study it through your own life experiences. The things that hurt you the most, the things that keep showing up for you, the things that are very painful are the very things that you're here to understand and to, when you understand something, you naturally have more compassion. And I have all kinds of examples, but you know, the things that you once misunderstood as hatred towards you or, um, or abuse, when you look deeper and you start to understand what the circumstances were, you have compassion for those who have committed those actions. And you yourself, if you look deeper at any actions that you have regretted, you'll see that there was a reason why you behaved that way. There was a reason why you lied. There was a reason why you reacted violently. There's a reason why you pushed someone away is because you felt hurt, you were wounded, or you felt like you were threatened. So those are all ways in which we behave when we feel uh, that the world is not safe. So when you're doing a PhD of compassion and you turn that into your life purpose, you become what I call a conscious creator. And the best thing about being a conscious creator is that it doesn't matter in the end if you have evidence or not of this world being a mechanical universe or this world being a meaningful universe. Because in the end, when you're a conscious creator, you are making meaning. And as an artist, when your life is your art, you're constantly creating meaning with how you perceive it, with how your actions are played out. And if you play it out from the lens of love and compassion and beautiful creation, then for as long as you live, your life is meaningful to you. And for all of those who care about beauty, who care about love, they will flock towards you, they will be attracted to you because you're resonating in the same frequency. And for those who are still deeply suffering, they will also feel the, the gentleness and kindness from your heart, and that will soothe their wounds. It will, from a distance, even if they're not ready for love, they will witness how your actions make their world slightly less painful. And so I always talk about, you know, you are here to either, you know, beg for and, and you know, ask for love, or you're here to channel and be love. So you can ask for love or you can give love. And when you give love, you naturally receive it. So it's not just about being a giver and not being able to receive. It's just about not being a beggar. It's about being a creator. So when you even pray for something, don't pray from that place of, oh, I don't have this thing. I don't have this thing. I don't have this thing. Where is this thing? And that energy is pushing things away. 
So creating meaning is not about having everything you've ever wanted and just about being, oh, I want this and now I get to have this, which is a deep misunderstanding of the law of attraction. But it's about knowing that you can create. And when you, when you know you can create, then you don't have to create everything all at once. You go through a journey. So that's why when we talk about evolution and this person's question is, what is the goal of evolving? So part of their consciousness is already aware that there's a journey of evolution. And it's definitely not uh, about being uh, a sheep or being uh, an aggressor or not being the wolf. You know, you don't win by being the wolf. You don't win by being the sheep. You win by looking at where you are and deciding what meaning and what magic you wish to create. So I hope that helps uh, when you look at your life as doing a PhD of compassion, then all of the teachings, even the dark ones, become meaningful because you realize that this darkness helps you be more kind. This darkness helps you be more compassionate. I know that in my own life, the things that were hardest for me, so I'll give an example. I, I felt really unwanted growing up and I felt very unwelcome on this planet. So when you take all that darkness, all those years of feeling unwelcome, then you flip it around, you know what you realize is that your PhD is not about unwelcome. Your PhD of compassion is about the art of welcome, the art of helping yourself realize that you are wanted, that you belong. And so you turn your PhD around, you take the darkness you've experienced, and you realize, wow, I've been studying the dark side of it, which is actually very uh, illuminating. And then you can just in the later stages of life, start to shift that and to see that it's actually about the, the love of it. When you realize how terrible it feels to be unwelcome, you can become the greatest hostess and host there's ever been. So when I, when I go to a place now, when I go to any event, I do my best to make people feel welcome. I do my best to include everyone that I'm talking to. Even my body posture has changed because of this study uh, of the art of welcome. So when I'm in a group of people, I look and try to look at each person. I try to include them. I try to bring them into the conversation. It's an exercise that I actually uh, teach in one of my courses uh, on expression. And so even your body, I, I remember when I used to talk with my friends that there's a couple of people who would actually turn their backs and block people from the conversation because they're not conscious. They're totally unconscious of their body posture blocking people from feeling welcome. And so if you've ever felt unwelcome, you're going to have a deeper sensitivity. And then you can, instead of feeling hurt all the time around it, tr practice ways to make yourself and others feel the opposite, feel welcome, feel wanted. So that's how you can turn your dark PhD into uh, the true form that it's meant to be, which is that all the dark experiences you've ever had were actually meant to make you more kind, more loving, more understanding. Um, anything you've ever suffered makes you feel more understanding of someone else's suffering. So anything, if you were to think of right now, um, you know, whatever your deep pain is, if you were to look at, well, what is the opposite of that pain? That is your true PhD. Not one day of your suffering has been wasted because you will never judge someone else who suffers the same way as you because you know if, if your suffering is around deception and truth, maybe you've been deceived then you'll have a deep understanding of what it feels like to be deceived and you'll be a truth seeker. Then you'll value the honor of telling the truth even if it hurts because you know how, it hurt, how much it hurts to not receive truth. Or you might be the opposite. You might be the one who's been forced to lie all your life because it's the only way you could survive. So if you've been uh, lying a lot, that also hurts. 
And the, the PhD around that is, wow, now I have more, more compassion for those who've had to lie. I'm not going to judge a person who's lying because I'll know that the situation is way more complex. And so you might develop uh, ways to help people tell the truth and be safe in telling the truth. All of us have an incredible PhD, and I'd love to hear your thoughts of what has been your darkest wound, and now from this conversation, what do you think your deepest teaching is on this earth? What is your special way of being compassionate and your special way of, of teaching that love through your wound? And so I gave you one of my examples. I have, we, we all have multiple core wounds, and in, in the work that I do with people, I help them understand what that is and how to really plumb, plumb, find the, the depth of the work, find the gifts of the work, and really kind of elevate the work to what it really is. It's not punishment. It's not meaningless evolution. It's meaningful evolution. What is your PhD of compassion? And it's a question that you keep answering as you keep living and experiencing your life through your own lens. Thank you so much for joining me. If you're curious about my one-on-one -on -one sessions, workshops, or online classes, visit littlewood.org. Lots of love.